0: The first reading can be found on page 519, 519 in the Old Testament. It is taken from the Psalms, Psalm 34. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. O magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord, and he answered me, and delivered me from all my fears. Look to him, and be radiant, so your faces shall never be ashamed. This poor soul cried, and was heard by the Lord, and was saved from every trouble, the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers them. O oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Happy are those who take refuge in him. O oh, fear the Lord, you his holy ones, for those who fear him have no want. The young lions suffer want and hunger, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Come, O children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Which of you desires life and covets many days to enjoy good? Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their cry. The face of the Lord is against evildoers to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. When the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and rescues them from all their troubles. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord rescues them from them all. He keeps all their bones, not one of them will be broken. Evil brings death to the wicked, and those who hate the righteous will be condemned. The Lord redeems the life of his servants. None of those who take refuge in him will be condemned. This is the word of the Lord. Please stand for the Gospel reading. The Gospel reading may be found on page 9. Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Matthew, chapter 9, beginning at verse 35. to you. Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and curing every disease and every sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful but the laborers are few therefore ask the lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest this is the gospel of the lord
1: be seated have a moment's quiet together and i'll lead you in a prayer Taste and see that the Lord is good. In the stillness, we reflect on how we might need the Lord to be good to us this day. And as we're still in the stillness, we ask him to be good to us. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Open our hearts even now to your goodness and love, that there might be a harvest of praise from our lips and our lives. For Jesus' sake, amen. As my prayers indicated, the text uh, for today's reflection, it's going to be a little bit different, a little bit of an advance, heads up, health warning for you, is taste and see that the Lord is good who wouldn't want to know, indeed, that the Lord is good. But if you hold that verse in your mind, perhaps even to stop at the first part of it, taste, Oh, there's an interesting injunction and command, and what better one to have on a harvest Sunday? Oh, taste. I'm sure we're all aware of that great... Um, edict that's issued in our healthcare magazines and in doctor's surgeries, the five a day or the five fruits that we need to have. I'm sure you know the one about the chap who goes to the doctor and he's having a little bit of a health check-up and the doctor says, well, sir, what you need to do is stop red meat and stop red wine, that's the best thing for you. What's the second best thing for me, please? <laughs> Apparently it's meant to be five a day that's good for you. Some dietitians are actually saying that we shouldn't just have five a day, but that we should have five colours on our plate a day. And so if the scriptures teach us to taste and see that the Lord is good. There is actually something quite fundamentally profound about tasting good food, that we might sense that the Lord is good to us. I don't want to change Holy Scripture, but before we taste and see that this food is good for us, we might like to reflect with our mind's eye and our imagination, that we can see the colors of the food and reflect too on the Lord's goodness. I've got a little handout to give to you later on if you want to uh, be reminded of some of the health benefits of the food I'm going to mention now, and also some of the scriptures that we're going to look at. I've not given it to you now because you won't listen to me, you'll be reading the handout as we go through. I know all the tricks. But here they are, without further ado, we have got all the colours you're meant to have on your plate. I mean, knowing my luck, there's probably going to be a dietician or professor of food science in the audio, in the congregation. But this apparently is what they tell you. You've got to have, you've got to have green colours. You've got to have orange colours. You've got to have red colours. Interesting this one, you've got to have whites as well. And you've got to have uh, your purples... And your blues. I was struggling to think, now what's a blue food? But actually you get purple and blue. So bear with, we're going to start looking at the red colours to start with. Oh dear, lost a, lost a tangerine. No, won't do that. So you've got your tomatoes, you've got your radishes. I have to say, if you wash the radish and dip it in a little bit of salt... And woof it down, that's good for you, not too much salt. The trouble is, though, it tastes better with more salt, doesn't it? The reds, apparently on the colour spectrum of food science, contain the most nutrients. So when you see red, what, what do you think about? Taste and see that the Lord is good. See all these good things for you. What do you think about when the colour red is mentioned? 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 20. Remember that you were bought at a price. Remember that we're Christian people because someone, somewhere on Calvary's tree, ended his life and his life's blood was shed for us. Sometimes you have this phrase it's often used in the media now where they're just such entitled people and sometimes you can always see it as people walk in a room as if they kind of own the place Christians should be those that live not the entitled life but the indebted life because someone somewhere tasted death his blood was shed for us. Actually, if you think about it, all things spring from that. And the dieticians would tell us that the red foods contain the most nutrients for us. So we've got red and then we've got the orange and the yellows and the tangy citrus foods. Now, apparently, vitamin C, fruits, all the kind of zesty, tangy things help blood flow help prevent strokes and are actually good for you. I've been with some people in a pub, when you've had a g and with lemon or even lime, lime's actually good for you. I won't tell you what ailment helps, li- limes help you with because that wouldn't be appropriate in church. But lemons, actually, some people take the, the lemon thing out of your g and once you've finished it and go, like that. Mm, I just love lemon. Most of us don't love the tangy citrus taste And most of us don't love what I would call the tangy taste of trials in life. So when you're sensing something sharp on your taste buds, what about the trials and difficulties of life? So James chapter 1, count it pure joy when you face trials of many kinds. Of course, in extreme situations, This is quite literally unpalatable and would need careful handling. Perhaps wraparound care of prayer and counsel from people who understand. But most people don't grow in life with a little bit of difficulty. I think that's one of the reasons everyone's catching colds at the moment. The whole world's been sanitised with fear of Covid. And oh, let's get back into the world. And the first thing that happens, it's a trial of a bug. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, when the tangy taste of life brings to you difficulties and trials. It's simply there, not that you might just build up immunity, but you'll grow strong as a Christian person. Christian people shouldn't strut around as entitled people. Christian people neither should walk around as wimps, spiritually. Difficulties are sent to us so that with appropriate care and prayer, we might grow stronger. Next time you have your orange, or your G&T with plenty of lime or lemon juice in, think of those things. Sometimes it what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. With the Lord, maybe he's equipping you to be a better servant of Christ. Now we're on to the greens now. Now the big perplexity in life with greens, this is asparagus for me, is that all of our children were raised on broccoli, but one of the lads in the middle just wouldn't eat it. What on earth do you do with that? Eat your broccoli. Except when we went to see my mother's. He ate hers. You just can't figure. Eat your greens. They're good for you. The evergreen nature of God's love. Here's a verse from the scripture to think about. All things work together for good for those that love God. Sometimes, even the really heavy duty struggles and trials of life are still held within the amazing love and purposes of God. Now, has anyone thought of a blue food yet? What? Oh, of course, yes! Well, I've got figs here. They do extra special things for you. you, better not go into that. We've got some lovely purple broccoli here, and we've got some aubergines. Now apparently according to the foodies, when you consume things that are good for you, it also releases things within you that aren't good for you. Now the purple-blue foods contain what the foodies call antioxidants. In other words, they detox the things in your diet that you're consuming and the waste products that the bodies can't get rid of that would otherwise be stuffed in your system and do you no good, okay, are dealt with by the antioxidants you need to eat, your blueberries and your aubergines. Sir. It's God's own way of detoxing the system. Now, this is interesting, this, isn't it? I wonder what the main antidote, according to the scriptures are, For detoxing our lives spiritually. Let me give you a harvest verse. Do not be deceived. This is Galatians chapter 6. A person reaps what they sow. If you sow according to the flesh, you will reap the rewards of the flesh. If you sow according to the spirit, you will reap the rewards of the spirit. The flesh and the spirit are in conflict with each other. They war and battle against each other. And so, unless you let the life of the spirit detox the life of the flesh, one will gain mastery over it. It certainly happens the other way. The life of the spirit is diluted is dissipated, is done away with by the life of the flesh. Don't be deceived, God says. A person reaps what they sow. If you sow according to the Spirit, you will one day reap a harvest from the Spirit. And the life of the Spirit almost detoxes the life of the flesh. It certainly works the other way. Taste and see the colors of food that are good for you. Taste and reflect what is good for you in the life of the spirit. And it will literally keep you on the straight and narrow as the life of the flesh is brought low and done away with. Now I'm moving on to my last color, which are the whites. You've got your garlics. You've got your cauliflower. Every time I think of cauliflower, I think, oh, nice, nice cheese sauce on that. That would be really nice. But the trouble is, that's not so healthy, is it? But here you've got your classic, your classic white good, your potato. And apparently, like your mushrooms and your garlics, your cauliflowers, the potatoes, things without color contain plenty of nutrients. Here we are. Now, what does it say it does for you? Apparently, it's good. These are superfoods. Good for your bones and other helpful nutrients. There we are. Well, what do you think about when you think of or you see a white colour on your plate? For me, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. Come to church today. Wonderful harvest colours and display all round. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. Oh, this is an interesting sermon. I'd better take the hand out and go home and have a read about what should be on my plate. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. The choir's on really good form today. Had a really good sing. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. One of my great heroes is... Festo Cavendry. Anyone heard him speak or know of Festo Covengeri? The great, thank you, the great African bishop, responsible for speaking against Idi Amin, oftentimes saw during that day great revival ministry. He once was heading off to do a speaking engagement and said, Oh Lord, I just suppose you could come with me when I speak to the crowds and speak to people about Jesus and send your spirit to me and to us. And as he was going on his journey, he just realised halfway along his journey that he'd had a massive argument with his wife back home. And as he was making this prayer, Lord, could you send your spirit to these people? The Lord said to him, do you know what? I think, why don't you go do your preaching trip and I'll stay at home with your wife. And the Spirit can stay there with her. (laughs) Festus said, Okay, Lord, (laughs) I better go back and make it up. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. Sometimes we do need to remember that simply going through the motions, however that might be for us, doesn't mean it's going to happen. But revival and rejuvenation and proper spiritual vitality, just like a good food, just like a good meal, will come to each of us when once again we come to the Lord and taste and touch and see his holy presence. Lord, this is me. I need your grace. I need your goodness. I come now to receive from you your holy presence. Live a life that's indebted to the Lord. Live a life that faces trials when they come our way with care and prayer with other people. Remembering through it all the evergreen nature of God's love who works everything together for good and so according to the Spirit, the only thing in God's armoury that Dissipates and causes the flesh to be done away with. And remember, without holiness, no one will see the Lord. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for good food to eat and enjoy. For the sights, the colours and the smells many of us take for granted. We want to be your harvest people and live lives that one day will gloriously reveal that Jesus Christ has meant so much to us. Help us each one to taste and see that you are good.
0: Amen.